right, guys, we decided to keep going with Ludwig, so we're just going to keep it rolling and shoot another episode. Man, this is really cool. Because that makes me the first. You are the first person that lasted a second round. <laughs> no, yeah, I know. I felt like we shouldn't even have cut off, but it, uh, you know, I felt bad rushing it. This is so, so cool. I'm honored. <laughs> All right, honored. so... And Pittsburgh knows how to treat me. Let's get down to some uh, of the real controversial questions. When should an influencer decide that they need a manager? That's a, that's a good question. It's a pretty simple process. If you feel like you are missing out on opportunities, uh, you're so busy that you cannot manage your life and all these incoming emails from brands trying to reach out to you, you need a manager. Whether it's getting your sister to help you out or actually getting going out and getting a manager. I think, I think getting a manager is important because managers kind of understand the industry already. They can walk you through things. Um, they, they've made connections throughout the years, hopefully. A good manager is going to look out for your best interest and not necessarily try to make you as much money as possible. So always look for someone you trust. Um, that's huge. But yeah, I think if, you, if you're at the point where you're, you're inundated with DMs and emails and, and texts from people trying to get your attention and you can't keep up, you need a manager. Have, have you ever seen an influencer who had a lot of potential go on a backward slide because they didn't take care of those opportunities because they didn't have a manager or, you know, they missed out. Like somebody that had a lot of opportunity was on the rise and all of a sudden stalled because they just didn't handle that growth properly. Yeah, no, that, that happens all the time. I think, I don't even know if it's necessarily that they didn't get the manager or um, the influencer isn't uh, knowledgeable about where, you know, where to find a good manager. That, that's another thing too. Like there's no, like you can't just go, uh, you know, there's no yellow pages for, for a good manager, right? You kind of, most managers are, are... Sure there is. LudwigRoyo.com. <laughs> LudwigRoyo.com is, is one place to go. Uh, if, I, if I was famous, right, yeah. or on social media, I would... Sean, I, you are famous. <laughs> we make supplements.com. Yeah. Uh, true, true. But, <laughs> but me personally, I mean, yeah, you got to have some business savvy, right? right? But I would want somebody I can trust, yes. right? And somebody that is looking out for me which kind of ties together. But uh, that's probably more important than have somebody who's super savvy and not looking out for you. Right. I mean, look what happened to people like Mike Tyson, right? Right. I, yeah. I mean, there's tons of examples, right? Yeah. Um, I, I think that's, to me, that's that's the number one. Trust, having someone that's looking out for your best interest. Uh, I, I can get you a ton of deals, um, but if I'm not steering you in the right direction, if I'm not managing your brand right, in other words, am I giving you deals that don't fit with your brand? Um, then that doesn't make sense for you. Like, uh, you know, you got to have someone that knows what they're doing. So is it the manager's job to go find opportunity or is it the manager's job to uh, be the gatekeeper for those people trying to work with you? What I do uh, is I manage incoming opportunities. So, of course, there's always going to be brands reaching out to, to the uh, influencer. I also do public uh, outreach, not public outreach. I also <laughs> look for opportunities. I, I seek out brands based on how they fit with the influencer. Um, okay, so let's ask you let's ask you a real fun question. We have a podcast, Sean and myself. How do we get someone to sponsor this podcast? Well, at the point where, first of all, as, as the podcast grows, you will start to get, you'll, you'll start to receive um, incoming emails saying, hey, we want to we wanna jump onto this because this thing sounds great. And it's probably going to be because I'm on the podcast okay. that it's going to happen. <laughs> but... Um, uh, you would have to reach out, proactively reach out to brands and say, hey, listen, we're building something awesome over here. With 
So Nike, send me some J's. I'll uh, <laughs> we'll do we'll get a little sneaker cam going in the middle of the podcast. Right? I think uh, Wendy has that right on her show. <laughs> yes, but cam. but that's a question I have. So how much um, of the deals that you've like closed and moved on and and worked with the brand? What's the percentage ballpark of those were incoming opportunities versus an outreach? That's a good question. Uh, so when I first started, it was more the the percentage of incoming was more of the business, larger, a lot larger. Now we're we're getting to the point where I'm doing I'm doing more outreach. So I would say now uh, we're probably at a 50, 50, 60, 40 in favor of uh, outreach. Now on to to as a follow up question to that, the people that are reaching out obviously have interest in your influencer, right? So. There are those and and the people you're reaching out to, you're trying to get them interested in your influencer. So do you see a a, a big difference in uh, how that works out for the influencer? Um, it, it, it is a difference in in the sales process. I I got to do a lot more inf- information giving, and um, you know the brand that's reaching that's reaching out is already in love with my influencer, right? Knows the influencer, uh, follows the influencer, thinks the influencer is the perfect person. When I'm reaching out, I'm telling you, hey, this is the perfect person. Here's why, X, Y, Z. This is what we yeah. can do. This is how we can deliver. This is what it might, it might cost you, but here, here's here's a return on investment for you, brand X. Um, so the process for sales is, is different, um, but at the end of the day, we're still looking for long-term relationships because we feel like we, we we can work with this brand. How many how many different product categories do you think, if there's a right number, do you think it becomes a point where the influencer has too many different products. You know, I it, it's it's about the bandwidth for the influencer to be able to post organically uh, on all their social platforms. This is this is a daily struggle um, because you always try and say, hey, you know, influencer, you, you got you got to put out organic content. You hanging out with your boyfriend or hanging out with your girlfriend or working out at the gym, post that. But then you have to deliver the clothing line post. Then you got to deliver the supplement line post. And then you got to deliver the, you might have a jewelry brand. That's And then there's, uh, you know, over the ear, you know, the covers that they sell for these things that, that people wear in the gym. And there's 10, 20 categories that a fitness influencer can pr- promote. Do the brand the do the brands that are in those different categories? Can you work with them and and can you combine the content to where you're no. satisfying a couple brands? It's like, hey, I'm at the gym and I've got my whatever supplement, but I also got the headphones on and that kind of. That's a good <laughs> no. Uh, a supplement uh, and does that bring more authenticity to the it content? It does, but a, a supplement company is probably the only one that you can probably get away with. So if um you know X Y Z supplement, I might be have holding that in my hand while wearing you know, ABC clothing. And yeah, I might be able to get away with that, but ABC clothing might not like that. Yeah, okay. Uh, chances are, uh, for the most part, we're never doing multiple brands in one post, never. Um, Cause that, that brand is paying for that, yeah. uh, for that uh, mind share, if you will. So, uh, so yeah, so it, it's, a, it's a tricky game because there comes a point where you can max out, right? Cause you can't post enough in a month to cover all your brands. Do, uh, so that's my next question. As as you're posting, I mean, as a manager, do you have that laid out of like, hey, here's how many posts we're gonna post without any products in it, and before we do a product shot? And no, then, that's a good question. So, uh, f- in terms of organic, let's call those organic posts. Yeah. In terms of organic posts, that's up to you. I'm not gonna manage that. What I am gonna say is, hey, we have um, here are the 11 things we have to do for this month. 
that we're getting that we're getting paid on that we, you know and you have to put these in work now, them in uh, a more experienced influencer ha- can take that information and run with it uh, a newbie might be like I might have to spell that out week one do these two week two so yeah a manager has to manage pretty much everything um, when it comes to the the influencer industry and you know the money incoming money I'm, I'm the guy that's reaching out to you and saying hey hey Sean you gotta you gotta pay me we we, we, we did our uh, we did our end you gotta yeah send send a check um, invoices all the back-end stuff I'm managing contracts things like that so yeah that's soup to nuts what I do what do you guys do as a manager when do you decide okay this influencer is a bad apple I need to let them go because they're not listening to the requirements um, thankfully I haven't had to do that but I would this goes back to our earlier conversation is, is, is aligning yourself with the right people um, I wouldn't be working with that person you, you can tell right away like month one week one and if you're following closely on social you could tell the type of person that you're, you're dealing with so um, I, I haven't had to do that but it I'm good to the I'm right now I'm good where I don't have to take on work I don't want to do so I would cut you off right away if you're the type of influencer that's giving the brand a bad name or you didn't deliver on your deliverables on time. And okay, I didn't like Ludwig's answer. Sean, when does a brand let go of an ambassador because they're <laughs> not doing their job that you asked them to do? Well, I mean, I think if you're making a business decision immediately, if they're not delivering what they're supposed to be doing, right? But I also think there's a human element to, to all business. And I think being able to have conversations between the brand owners and the influencers of, hey, here's what our expectations are. Why aren't you meeting those expectations? And if there's a way to help them meet the expectations, obviously, you want to have some leeway. You want to make every uh, engagement that you get in work, right? Nobody gets into an engagement thinking like this isn't going to work. And if it's not working right away, just like any business relationship or even personal relationship, you put a little bit of effort into it. That's my personal opinion. But at some point when you're on a call or in a room with an influencer and you can feel that energy that you both know this isn't working, then if you're running a business and you need to, you know, be able to justify an expense, like that usually for me, it's it's more about the energy of when I'm working with an influencer or having a conversation. I can tell when we both know it's not working. If I just think it's not working, then I usually have a little bit of more bandwidth to give them an opportunity. But when I can tell they know it's not working and I know it's not working, then, you know, that's a good time. So you can't be afraid to cut the cord. No, no. And, and I mean, but at the same time, you can't. My, the way that we like to do it or, or have done it historically is, you know, you also don't just like jump from person to person. I don't think that does anybody any good. It doesn't do the brand any good because then that influencer now all of a sudden has another brand. And then, you know, and it definitely doesn't probably work well for the influencer. I mean, you can't be taking a new supplement brand every month and saying this is the best thing ever. You know, at some <clears throat> point you lose credibility. So, so Ludwig, okay. Uh, you're an influencer. You just got let go by your supplement line. I'm sad. How long do you wait before announcing that uh, you now found the next best supplement in the world? You know, that's a good question. I, I've, I've seen supplements. I've seen a guy go from one of the big name supplement companies to a brand new supplement company in 24 hours. Uh, I've seen that happen. I've also seen people take three years off because um, because they care about their brand. They care about the the fact that they don't want to be seen as the person hopping from, you know, supplement hopping. Um, and so they've they've taken their time and and they want to feel they want their fans and their followers to know that they're authentic about what they're promoting. Hey, I finally found. I've been waiting three years. I finally found. There's a lot of credibility in a lot that. Of credibility in that. Yeah. 
But, you know, you might not get that credibility if you go from 24 hours later. We're about to get controversial. But then, yeah, it could be a controversy. I would never expect controversy from you, Uncle. So are (laughs) So you're telling me that the guy that overnight dumped out all the the free subs in his cabinets from the first brand. Yeah. And then the new the new brand sent him all this new stuff, and now that's what he's taking? Or the real controversial question, are they even taking the supplements? Um, yes. Yes. I, I, I believe so. I do. Because I, there's, so there's so many options out there. An influencer can get a deal with almost any brand. So you name any, any of the big name brands. If I'm a big enough influencer, 500, 700,000 followers, 300,000 followers, and I'm a guy... I can get pretty much a deal with anybody, so I think I think they're making the choices that for for the supplements that they use for real. I I, I do believe that. Um, it might not have been the case a few years ago, but I think nowadays there's plenty of options out there. Why Why would you want to sign up with a brand that you don't want to use their product? I've got a question that probably both of you want to answer. Where do you see influencer marketing going? Do you see it becoming more popular, less popular? Do you see the platform changing? How are you looking at the future? This is where we're going to cut it, right? And I show this part. <laughs> All right. So uh, my PayPal account is so-and-so. <laughs> Send me a payment. I'll tell you what's happening. <clears throat> All right. So I feel like the idea of using someone with clout to talk about your product is never going to go away. Ever. I agree. I think brands saw this massively easy way to get their product in front of the end consumer and Facebook ads and Google ads and like the things that Facebook and the tools that you now have access to with targeting, uh, retargeting, the demographics you could reach out to, they made it so easy that I think brands are forgetting that the messaging is as important as the act of advertising itself. So I think the brands that recognize that messaging is important are the ones that are going to be doing it well like the influencer marketing aspect and the brands that are doing it in a lazy manner are the ones that are causing it all to fail and fall apart. It's as simple as that, right? It's the same thing I explained with the indie marketing, indie films versus like studio films. And I mean, this has been happening forever, right? TV shows, movies, they bring in certain names to add demographics, you know, a different audience to that, that show or that movie. And it's no different in whether it's social media marketing or whether it's video marketing or any of those aspects. I, I kind of agree. I think that uh, to the point about influencers and A-listers not going away, I, I, I think that if you're an influencer, uh, you, you're going to have a job for a pretty long time. At the end of the day, though, you know, points per click, Facebook, if you're a brand and you make, let's say you make your clothing line, you might, you might scale back on using influencers and put more money into Facebook advertising. Uh, but I, I don't think they're going away anytime soon. I think if you have a, a dynamite influencer, they're always going to be in business. Um, they have a large audience, a captive audience. Um, but I think a lot more money nowadays is, is being, being pulled away from other advertising venues and putting them into Facebook ads. I also think YouTube is, is, is emerging, has emerged as the, the, another platform we don't talk about a lot because I deal mostly with Instagram. Uh, but that YouTube money is crazy. And we were talking about it earlier this morning. Um, so... In terms of influencers, I, I still think McDonald's is going to go after that YouTube influencer to make a funny commercial for them and pay them a ton of money. I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Um, so, 
I do think there's a there's a, there's a segment of brands that are going after macro influencers. So they're saying, I'm not going to pay A-list person XYZ, but I'm going to pay 20 D-list people, right, or smaller influencers to, to get the word out. Um, but, you know, as we spoke about earlier, I think I think the A-lister, if they're the true A-lister, you know, it's Robert Downey Jr., right? You're always going to put him in a movie because he's going to sell tickets. You're always going to put The Rock in a movie, even the movie might be not that good, but he's going to sell. I've got a question that that maybe brands ask you. So with, with Amazon becoming more prevalent as an e-commerce platform where people are making purchases, right? So do you get the question a lot? Because I think about this a lot. Do you get a question a lot of, hey, you know, how are we going to track the fact that, you know, your influencer is driving traffic to our website? Or how do you combat and say, look, but you're also getting an added benefit because you're going to see your Amazon sales go up, which isn't really trackable. It's not trackable at all. For, for the influencer and the brand, right? So how, how do you navigate that conversation or question when brands are asking? That's a big concern for influencers, right? Um, hey, listen, we got a, we got a code that we, we're trying to promote, promote your supplements, but, you know, you're also advertising your customers to go to Amazon, bypassing us. We're not getting paid. So uh, I think that's something that can be negotiated in a, in a salary portion, right? So if I'm going to pay you X and you're going to get X commission, Y commission, I might have to increase X to accommodate for the fact that you might lose Y, you know, some commission because we're driving sales to Amazon. Um, but there's no, right now there's no answer to that. Right? There's no way to. There is. Amazon influencer program? No, Amazon has the ability to have trackable campaigns. The problem is most brands are making the decision to have the influencer do 100% support for Amazon. I think that's going to change in 2020 because, I mean, the trackable campaigns, it exists. Okay. The problem is, is you know, Amazon takes their cut. You know, Jeff's got to get his 15 to 20%. And uh, I mean, yeah. well, like <laughs> only half, right? Because or 75%, right? So, uh, I mean, if a brand sent all their traffic to Amazon, they're, they're losing out on that margin, yeah. right? And I guess brands just don't have the cojones right now to just make that shift. But it is definitely trackable and it would prevent that problem with the ambassadors. So you're saying not have any direct website traffic or, or advertising to say available on Amazon. And Amazon, you can do the coupon code on Amazon that's trackable. You can do uh, a campaign saying 10% off for the next 24 hours and it automatically has right. a discount. So if I'm influencer, I'm influencer guy and I'm going to send, I'm going to post that on my page or I'm going to do a swipe off on my Instagram story. It's bringing my audience to Amazon. And so, yeah, I'll, there's a way to track that and I'll get commission on that. It'll probably be a lot smaller commission than if, I drove it to the brand's website directly. And then as a brand, do you want your all your fans and your followers to go circumvent your website, your platform? You spend yeah, you're not on. collecting their data, yeah. I'm not collecting the data. So, it, it, well, you are through Amazon, but it, it's not. I mean, not. You, you send the customer to Amazon, and then Jeff's got a little ad right right above the add to cart where it's like, no, check out my Amazon brand instead. Check you out my, right? have you seen right? the under $20 pre-workout ad? Exactly. It's on every page. So <laughs> it's, just, it's just sucralose in a bottle. What, what sure. Amazon has done is really ruined lives. You know, like they, <laughs> they, they've messed up everything. Because, yeah, you want Amazon because they, they, they'll they have it in your house in two hours. You order it now. But you're, you're competing against them, and, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a sick PSA in Pittsburgh, uh, you can't have it in two hours, but you could have it same day or next day. Really? Yeah. And um, I'm guilty of it. I mean, I oh, we all are. I walk through the store and I'm like, oh, okay, let me just get it on Amazon. Or I, I've that, the reason I asked that question is there's been a lot of times where I've seen something on Instagram or Facebook and I was like, 
well, it looks like a cool product for me, whatever category it was. I just went to Amazon, typed it in and bought it. So that influencer, that brand, they never know that that advertising got me to buy something, right? But I did. So what what that forces, you know, competition, all that does is force creativity, right? So now brands now have to be more creative on their, on their website. So, hey, listen, come to my website. I have free videos, workout videos. I'm giving away eBooks. I'm giving away this, that, and the third so that you can live on my website. And then if you wind up having to go to Amazon and buy something cool, we're available there too. But spend time on my on my site, yeah. you know. That's kind of the Yeah, added value is the the only way to differentiate yourself from Amazon itself, right? Cuz I mean, how can you compete with one-day shipping? I mean, it's not even two-day shipping anymore. It's one-day shipping pretty much across the country. And for me, it's just the whole swipe factor. I mean, you don't even have to put any information one click in. Purchase. It's just like, oh yeah, I like that click buy now. Uh, and we just advertise for Amazon. Right? <laughs> Amazon. Uh, Jeff, uh, our podcast is looking for some sponsorships. <laughs> we, we just sold an ad. An ad. Nike, Amazon, uh, who am I missing in the big boys? Red Bull. Uh, oh, man. Let's bring you guys into the mix, too. I need to put a skateboard on here, and we're good. We're good. <laughs> Red Bull sponsor. So I guess I think a good uh, ending question here is going to be when an influencer tells a customer to go buy a product, do you think that the influencer is involved in that end consumer's choice beyond that purchase, right? For someone like Paige, I know she talks about these products, how to use them properly, how to do your workouts, and like she does the full spectrum of the experience. But uh, I mean, I'd say nine times out of ten, if someone's posting this image, I mean, they're not even responding to the questions that are in their comments about that product or what it does for someone. Yeah, this is the the part of the industry that's kind of rogue, kind of. Um wild wild west right i wish there was a, a more of a, a way to manage this now a lot of these brands that are that are that have come out and have large influencer presence they have an influencer manager and someone that's kind of the liaise between the brand and, and the influencer and they're managing these types of issues uh, but no I, I think again the good influencers are going to do that i mean Paige is constantly looking in her dms uh, when she posts a, a brand, a brand, and then she'll get an influx of questions. Hey, I just saw that you posted about this product. How do we use it? Where do I get it? What do they have it in this? And she's answering every single one. If she doesn't have an answer, she's sending it to me so I can send it to the brand so I can get an answer for her. She's doing her own customer service work. Um, and then I get responses from the brand saying, "Man, Paige is on it. I have other influencers that aren't don't even that don't even do that." So I, you know, again, the best of them. They're going to do that work. They're going to do the right thing, and they're going to give the full experience. I would say most of them, that's where the area of opportunity is and where they're dropping the ball for the brand. You know. So is it fair to say that an influencer should be giving this full-spectrum service when they're working with the brand? A thousand percent. There's no way. How do you take ownership? How are you not taking ownership? How are you just pushing this brand and this product and not and not giving that full service? It doesn't make sense. Not using it yourself, which, I, which brings me to another question. Have you ever had with any influencer you're dealing with them come to you as their manager and say, look, I just love this product. Can we get in touch with all this the brand? Time. All the time. That, that I love that too because it, it's like the you know the influencers identifying their their own brand and this works. Hey, listen, can, can we reach out to uh, – uh, can I name drop? Can we reach out to Nike? Yeah. You know, Under Armour. Um, I, I, think, I think there's a good fit there. Can, you know, is there a way we can reach out? And then I gotta be like, yeah. Let me just look up freaking the CEO of, of <laughs> Under Armour's email. Let me email him right now. But yeah, that that that's the fun stuff when when they identify stuff. They like, this is perfect for me. I use yeah, it. I well, use it all the time. It. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Yeah. If they're using it all the time, it's like, hey, I'm using this all the time. Maybe 
And it's always stuff you don't think about. So it, it might be like this chair. You might yeah. be like, yeah, listen, I've been sitting in this chair for for five years, and it's, I love it. Can we reach out to the manufacturer? Ergonomically correct. It's ergonomically <laughs> correct. It's got lower lumbar support. Yeah. <laughs> right. you know, uh, I've, I've got a lot of friends that are still influencers and working with different companies, and uh, a couple of them have asked me, like, hey, I'm not finding good brands to work with. I tell them all, go to these expos. Like, if you go to Ingredia, out in, like the fancy food show out in L.A. or Anaheim, I mean, you literally get an opportunity to walk around, meet the CEOs of those brands on the spot, Show them your Instagram account or Facebook account or YouTube channel. Like, I just tried your product. I love it. I want to promote this product. Like, who do I talk to and how do we make a you know a meeting happen? So that 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 brings another question then. So if an influencer is using a product, say an influencer is using a product, whatever that product is for say a month or two, and they're just like, Man, I really love this product. Does that do you does that go into the process, thought process of like what they're going to charge that particular brand. I mean, have you seen where they're like, hey, no, I just really like this product. I'm willing to work for a little less because it's a newer oh, yeah. product or a newer brand. We'll uh, work for free Nikes. A hundred percent. So you might get an influencer that might even promote that product for free if they can continue to get that product. Yeah. So, right. So like if I, I a chair is a bad example because you only need one, but if it's a consumable, right. And I, now I can partner up with um, ABC Juices and I'm, they're going to ship me a box for free every month, and all I got to do is mention them one time. Yeah, I'm in. I'm all in. You know. So yeah, I, there's definitely a sliding scale there. An influencer will definitely take a pay cut if they love the product that much. Um, obviously, they, we want to get paid, and yeah, we want to get paid the right value. But if it's something something like that, yeah, yeah, they'll definitely take a little bit of a hit if they can get it. Yeah, right, guys, I mean, we got to get Ludwig to the airport. Okay, he's got this flag. Got to catch it. But this is a great second episode. Right, part yeah, two. Glad we did it. A lot of good information. Everyone's talking about influencer marketing right Everyone now is. and how's it changing and how do you get get better at it and where's the direction that it's going. So this is this was a good learning experience. Do you guys for me. put my links? Because everyone's gonna want to talk to me. Yes, of course. Awesome. <laughs> which which link am I putting up? Uh, you do have quite a few Instagram. I do. Have, I do have my main account. You can find me at my full name l u ludwig um, To check it out in the comments, it's right ludwig there. Ludwig on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook. I'm on everything. Unfortunately. Cool. Unfortunately. So much extra work. <laughs> Too much work. Oh, my God. I, you need your own brand manager at this point. I do. Point. I do. I, you know, we were talking about that earlier. It's like, how do we get off? How, how do we do it for ourselves? Like, how do I become an influencer? I don't know. I just know how to tell you how to do it. <laughs> Call me tomorrow. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm. As soon as I get to 900 followers on Instagram, I'm going to reach out to you, man. I'm at like, uh, eight, uh. I'm at like 870 right now. <laughs> Like shot for shot, we're gonna make this happen. But the second you start missing out on business, Scott, you call me and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll go. take some photos, get you all jazzed up. Like it. All right, that, that's our episode for today. Cool. All right, that's thanks, right. guys. All right, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. Cool.